There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Hi, everyone. Today we're talking about dating in the modern age. Um, So we're going to be discussing do people date anymore? Has Netflix and chill become the norm? Um, These are all going to be questions that we try to answer today. I have a few guests on the show, and so let's just go ahead and jump right into the topic. the show if you like it um, please share it with someone like it on iTunes share it on iTunes listen to it on SoundCloud listen to it on Stitcher wherever it is that you listen to podcasts please like and share go to our Facebook page things I can't drink about Um, this helps support the show it helps keep the show on the air Um, so want to start off with that um, on today's show, I have Trina. Um, she is she's been on the show before. She did the reality television show with us, so I want to say welcome back, Trina. Thank you. And we also have Diamond on the show. Um, she it's her first time coming on, so I'm going to go ahead and ask what I normally ask, which is, "What do you do? Where are you from?" And something interesting about yourself. Hi, I'm Diamond. I'm from Virginia. I work for Bank of America, manager there, and there's nothing interesting at all about me. <laughs> I'm a boring person. <laughs> Don't we all say that? Um, <laughs> all right, so the topic that we're going to do today is has dating died? Um, and I think um, in a conversation I recently had, it stated that dating hasn't died. It used to be an art analysis science because people can pull up information and figure out exactly what they need to say to get you where it is that they want you, and it typically works. But with all that being said, I think that um, having a conversation and defining what dating is, at least for us, may be important or helpful. So I want to ask each of you to define what dating is. Like, what are your expectations when you date someone? What is a good date? If you've ever had a bad date and why it was a bad date. Um, So anybody? That that was a lot. (laughs) Um, Yes. (laughs) But (laughs) I guess I'll start with the definition of dating. Um, And I actually – kind of Googled the definition, and it came up with a lot. But for me, personally, I would just say um, I define dating as going out, like the initial stage of getting to know someone that you're attracted to, whether that's going out on dates, um, you know, going to the movies, going out to dinner. Um, I think 
that dating doesn't have to live. So I don't know if you were going to plan on getting into that, but, like, just dating more than one person. Um, I kind of forgot all the stuff that you asked, but that's, that's my definition, I guess, of dating. That as far definition. as we, yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> what I would say that, you know, I'm like newly single from a very <laughs> long relationship. <laughs> so, um, I guess it would be nice to go out to dinner and get to know someone. I'd, I wouldn't consider like going to the movies a date. So I really don't know at this point. So that's interesting, and I thought that it would be interesting to have, like, someone who's been single and doesn't have children and someone who is in a completely different space, um, because I think a lot of times when you come out of a relationship, um, your expectations are a lot different than someone who has been in a relationship but maybe not as long or doesn't have children. Like, I know before I had a child, my definition of dating and what it is that I wanted from someone completely different to what it is today and what my expectations are. Um, but I know when I first got in the dating world, um, like I knew things had changed once I had my daughter because I went on this this guy, and um, it was just a lot. It was just in the first date. Like, let's go to the movies, let's hold hands, let's go eat something expensive, let's try to kiss me and touch me. And I wasn't down for any of that. And I'm not saying that I ever would have been, but it was like the moment where it was like, oh, my gosh, I can't date just to date anymore because I have someone else waiting for me at home. Like, I have to date with intention and purpose um, or not do it at all. Um, But that's you know, what changed for me. Like, I don't know if there was, like, any defining moments that changed the way that you felt about dating um, or if you just had, like, a date where it was just, like, I can't, I can't do this again. What's interesting yeah, so from that. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, is that it's interesting that you say that because I am single. I haven't been in a serious relationship for a few years, and I don't have children. So although um, I would like to think that I date with purpose, like to find someone to be exclusive and have a long-term relationship with, I um, it's not, I guess, maybe at the forefront because I'm, I don't know, I just maybe have a little bit more flexibility to kind of feel people out a little bit more, if that makes sense, because I don't have mm-hmm. anyone else to kind of factor into the situation but myself. Right. What were you going to say, Diamond? The the points that you made, now that you're saying that, you know, that's very valid, especially with you know, having children and all of that. But um, I guess since I'm not to the point where I want to date, that I just, I will put out my expectations right there. Right now, if somebody looks at me, I'm just like, "Mm, 
don't try it. <laughs> like, not, just just because I just don't want to. Like, I really am enjoying not having to worry about nobody but me and my children. And honestly, I'm just worrying about me because they're going to be good regardless. So i just enjoying me. Right. I, um, so I went online and I was trying to define dating. So first of all, there is no definition of dating as far as like how we see it. Of course, there's the Webster definition of dating and that has probably changed and morphed into 15 million different things that society has changed. So, um, one of the things that I've heard is that a lot is I enjoy being courted because that doesn't happen anymore where someone literally chases you down and does nice things and takes you to nice places before you even talk about it being more than just you like me. Um, and from what I've been able to tell, that really doesn't happen at all anymore. Um, from my personal experience, that doesn't happen. Like it's net, like it literally turns into okay, I met you Netflix and chill, or it's Netflix and chill the first time that I want to meet you. Um, and mm-hmm. just the way my thoughts run is, I automatically think you're a serial killer. So it's <laughs> not, you know. Um, but so, yeah, I have a top five list of what to do and what not to do while dating in 2016. This was taken from the Huffington Post. Um, so of course we're in 2017, but it's it's still relevant. Like we're only 20 something dates in. All right. So it says the first thing that you should not do is you should not date only online. So if that is your main source, for dating and you do not meet people in person, um, then you're going to probably be set up for failure. And I can see that as being a setup for failure because you still, I guess when you're in a space where you're not, where you're looking or you, you probably put yourself together differently and you might meet somebody literally at the grocery store and they smile at you and you're like, yeah, whatever, because I'm messaging this other person <laughs> that I may or may not actually be attracted to um, on Tinder. So let me continue to do that. Um, Another thing it says in conjunction with that is um, if you don't date online, so it says don't, so don't only date online and then don't not date online. What is it like one in four relationships nowadays start online? So I guess you're really not helping yourself if you want to date if you're not going online. But I just want to say from my personal experience that at this point in the game, you should probably just pay for service to date online. Like that's just my experience. I don't know, um, Diamond, have you ever dated online? No. (laughs) I want to see my cat. And feel attraction, and no. <laughs> she was quick. Never uh, no. <laughs> Like, is the bike on? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Trina, you dated online before? 
I have um, in the past, and I've had some. Yeah, I've had some successes and some failures with online dating. Um, I've met a couple of creepers, and um, my last actual serious relationship, we met online, and we dated for three years. Um, so, I mean, it was successful up until we ended. But <laughs> online, <laughs> online is is kind of hit or miss, and a lot of people, I feel like if you're you're doing like Tinder or um, Plenty of Fish or something like that, like a lot of those people, they say that they're looking for a relationship, but they're just looking for the hookup. So I do agree with you that if you are serious, that I would lean more towards something that you may have to pay for, like a Match.com or something like that. Right. Pay for service is going to give you your money back. Like, <laughs> I didn't meet anybody. It has been six months. You guys have felt me. Like, pay for that service. Um, so I've dated online a lot. And part of it was just that I'm an introvert. And um, so going out, hanging out is has never been my medium. So finding someone has always been people that I already knew, right? Like I already knew you. You were already a friend. You were a friend of a friend. We went to high school together. I dated this guy on and off for like 10 years. Like it was like I dated someone for a couple of years. We broke up and then he would come back into my life. And then we would break up and then I'll see someone else. And then when that relationship ended, he would come back into my life. Like it was, I guess, comfort, right? Um, mm-hmm. So online dating became like a source for me to not be comfortable um, and to see what else is out there. So I've done plenty of fish, which I don't suggest to anyone, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, you just get the strangest things. I mean, when you go on these sites, right, you don't know what you're about to get. So I, it's like I only attract two types of men, and this is in person, and this is also in um, online. And I'm not saying there isn't, you know, in between that, because obviously there is, right? Like, I've really dated someone, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I met the current person I'm with online. So, <laughs> so he doesn't fall into this category, but I only attract two people, Um they're either really, really, really hood, like yeah. super hood, like you might still be in prison, throwing up the game sign <laughs> in profile picture. <laughs> Why do they do that? There's a number uh, of people. I don't a know. Of I, mean, guys. I guess they're just looking for online companionship. That's so crazy. Um, I, yeah, so, I mean, they're in their wife beaters. But they don't they don't look put together. Uh, they don't really have like their profile doesn't even have like real words on it. I don't even know if you graduated high school. Um, so yeah, they're either oh no, there's a couple of people. They either really really hood. They're really 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 young, I guess, and I, that might be contributed to the fact that I look young. So, but I don't know because my page clearly has the age on it. <sighs> Or on the other end of that scale, 
I get men who are like in their fifties <laughs> or older. And they're always mm. like, oh, I'm successful, and I'm looking to settle down, and I can provide you the world. And that's cool, but you're 50. And I love an older man. I like a man who is older than me. I enjoy a man who is older than me from a mental space. But I draw the line at 50. So 49, you can work with 49, though. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might be good at 44. We might be. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay, so here's another thing. It says, if you do date online, don't wait too long to meet. Yes, and I would have to raise my hand and agree with that one. Um, so, Diamond, you have a date online. So, Trina, have you waited a long time to meet someone once? you started to see them, and were you disappointed? Um, I don't know what a long time would be defined as, but we're, I... We're going to say more than a month. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have waited longer than a month to meet a few people just because sometimes you can't really feel somebody out, and, you know, with people online, their personalities not everybody's the best communicator. Um, But I personally like to take my time, try to feel them out so I can know if I really want to even waste time, like, going to meet you. Um, Some guys, they're just real pushy, and they're real eager to, like, meet you in person. And you talk to them on a Monday, and they're trying to meet you, like, for lunch that day. And I'm like, can, can, I get to, can I get to know you just a little bit? <laughs> but um, I do agree that, you know, if you guys have been talking for like a week or more and you fill it out and it seems right, then go ahead and, you know, hook up, see where it goes. So my perspective is a little bit different. My perspective is I don't want to waste my time talking to you on the phone, sending you messages back and forth, getting excited if I think that you kind of fit the mold of who I might want to consider dating. And then I meet you in person and you're awkward and we don't have a good vibe or you have really great pictures online, but you don't look like your pictures online. Um, We go back to the date that was horrible he took really great photos, but he showed up. He didn't have clean clothes on, didn't have clothes on that fit, and he wasn't he, – he didn't look like his photos. I mean, if he did, if you hit him at a certain angle, but only if you hit him at a certain angle. And so felt so like if I had continued to talk to him past the three days that we sent – like talked to each other and sent messages back and forth, I would have not been able to see not just him physically and go, I can't do this, but there were things that were red flags that only came out in conversation because we were in front of each other. And so when he's saying things like, oh, yeah, I told my entire family that I'm going on a date. Okay, sir, wait, what we (laughs) – I would have never known that if he had not – if I had never met him. So I knew before a week was out, like, and no. I actually had to send him a message to explain to him that it was a no, right? 
um, <laughs> because he couldn't pick up on the cues that this date went back, went horrible. Um, so I had to explain to him it was bad. And so I don't mind. Some people are not good communicators. So some people will say, hey, um, I, I like your profile. I like the general conversation that we initially had. I would like to meet you for coffee. Because all they're looking to do is spend about 15 to 20 minutes with you, size you up, and go, hell no, or we can proceed to talk, and now I know I can be comfortable having that conversation with you. So I met somebody online in the morning. By that afternoon, we were going out on a date in a public place. I drove my own vehicle so I could drive my own vehicle home. I went the extended way home to make sure I wasn't being followed. I love it. Right? (laughs) So I just um, I I can appreciate. Now, are there creepers? Absolutely. Am I Mm -hmm. saying that you should do that with everyone? Absolutely not. Is there danger in dating online? I think it's danger in dating in general, right? Because I can meet you in person and talk to you and date you for two weeks, and then I can still end up on investigation discovery the same way that I can meet you in person and you follow me home. Like, there really is no guarantee, no matter which way that you date, that you're not going to meet somebody creepy. So I just want to get it out the way. Like, hey, yeah, let's go for coffee. And I'm going to send you, let's go to a coffee shop that's nowhere near us. Like, let's meet at a middle point. So we both have to drive home. So if you're, like, if you're calling me right after we left, then you're kind of weird because you still have to drive home. Like, I need to know up front. Like, this is a no, this is a yes, or I need to, like, you might be a maybe. And I think that's why I'm not against meeting sooner rather than later. Um. This is for you, Diamond. Learn to flirt again. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it says. Learn to flirt again. That's number four on the list. Because when you've been stuck in a relationship, you forget the art of flirting, of the simple smiles and the simple touching and the simple, the simplicity of things and You said no. I said don't touch me. Let me land. So, hmm, that's, that would be hard because I don't know. For me to, like, actually, like, open up to someone, you will have to probably have me dying laughing. <laughs> so, I don't know. If there's, like, no connection, if you can't make me laugh, I guess making me laugh is, like, my flirt. Then I kind of, like, open up more. But if we're just sitting there and I'm just, like, looking, there's no conversation, of course I'm not going to, like, try to flirt with you or get anything out of you. Yeah, but, like, when you meet somebody that you're attracted to, I think that you can learn to flirt then as well, right? So then maybe they'll be like, oh, I think I think she likes me. And I think I like her, too. <laughs> Right, like, I I mean, I think it could be simple. There's tens of millions of things online and books and all this other stuff. I mean, Steve Harvey, watch one of his shows. Um, I'm not really saying watch Steve Harvey, but 
Look, the point is <laughs> that <laughs> learning can be useful, especially jumping back um, into a place of dating. And then number five on this list, speaking of jumping back, it says don't date from a place of hurt. So mm-hmm. if you're hurting, if you're angry, like you probably shouldn't be back out in the in the dating world because you're only going to hurt somebody and or waste their time, um, probably both. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was um, just some something that Huffington Post wrote in 2016 about the do's and the don'ts of dating. Um, so with defining dating and what the expectations are, and clearly Netflix and chill is not on anybody's list of uh, no, dating. <laughs> but like, let's all like agree that Netflix and chill can be fun. So... <laughs> Uh, do you believe I will start with Diamond do you believe in settling finding somebody saying this might be the best that I'm going to do they got that 80-20 going for them I'm going to settle I may not love them but I'll I'll settle for them no I do not believe in settling Diamond is O for (laughs) 4 <laughs> That's why we'll probably be forever single. But no, but no, because Hashtag. I mean I know relationships are not always great. But if I feel like I have to just settle just because this is the best I'm I feel like I'm gonna get, I feel like I am not living life to my full potential. <laughs> because there's always Do you someone think- out there go ahead. No, I was going to, my follow-up question was going to be, do you think that's because we are young? Do you think that by the time we're like 45 and 50, you might be like, look, Mr. Johnson is about as good as I'm about to get. Okay, I'm about to be good. No, I don't think so. Johnson been chasing me at church for 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't don't think I will ever be the one to settle. Because if I'm not happy, I'm just, I'm not. I'm not gonna like fake fake it. What about you, Trina? Yeah, that's a no for me too. Um, <laughs> like, not going to settle. So when like when you had said um, like the eighty twenty, like I think I was kind of with you a little bit, but then you was just like, I don't love them. And I wouldn't be in a relationship if I if I don't love somebody, you know what I'm saying? So definitely would not well, I think, settle. I think not loving them is what defines settling, right? Like you're settling for somebody that you may not really feel what you think is the full gamut of emotions for, whether that's because of who they are, what they do or don't do. Um, but typically if you're settling, they have something about them that you are there for, but it may not be the emotion. Because I feel like when you love somebody, you never feel like you're settling. And when you love them, they could have 500 million things. Girl, isn't he? Does he is he tall? No. Okay. Does he make good money? No. Got a full time job? Sometimes. Okay. Uh, why are you with him? <laughs> the sex great? No. Okay. 
but I love him, girl. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, right? You never are going to feel like you settled. You're settling. You will feel like you settled once you're not in love with him anymore, but you will never mm-hmm. feel that way going into it. So I think that's why I made sure to define you don't love him or her for those of us who um, are in our lesbian community or the men. I don't know. I don't see me settling. I don't. I have to be obsessed. I want to be obsessed even though, you know, not going to always be happy with that person. You know, as far as, you know, actions, they can do something that just going to piss you off. But then I don't want to just be pissed off and be thinking, like, damn, like, he really don't do shit for me anyway. So I don't want to be thinking like that every single <laughs> argument. Like, going through all the whys, why am I here? I don't want to be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> that that was deep. Um, you know, but that's how it is when you get mad. When you get mad, you start thinking about all the things that that person, like, doesn't do and all this stuff. Mm. And it's just like, why? But then it's like you turn around the next day and you're happy. But you was just, like, saying all this negative and mean stuff that you really felt that you don't mean that you don't like. I think that I think that happens when you are engaged, too. Like, I distinctly remember um, – when I was engaged, that the moment, I give it a week, after I became engaged, I was like, um, yeah, I don't know if I can do this because of five million different things. And I'm just running through this list of all the things that he falls short on. And if I feel like I can be okay with never receiving this, right? Because I feel like people, especially me, I used to fall in love with people's potential. I used to like people's potential. And, like, Mm -hmm. now I'm like, I got to like you where you're at. I have to love you where you're at, right? Like, if this is the best that I'm ever going to get of you, then I will either I will love you regardless or I have to say I can't love you, period. Like, this is just not going to work. And I just remember – when I got engaged, it was like, oh, hell no. I don't know. I don't know if this is something that I can do. But from my perspective, when it comes to um, settling, is I think the idea that you can learn to love somebody is real and true, right? I think when you are in a relationship to be in it or even married because everybody doesn't get married nowadays, um, long-term relationships, you fall out of love with that person. You fall out of love with them and then you fall back in and then you fall back out. Sometimes you don't even like them, but you love them. Sometimes you love them, but you don't like them. You know, you always, let me me say you always love them, but you're not always in love with them. And I think in those moments you are settling Right? So you got to find somebody that you're going to still want to be with, even when you're having that moment of what the fuck and why are we doing this. And to me, that's also a form of settling because if every time things went really left and you didn't know you're up from your down and your first action is to say, let's just not do this anymore, like, 
you're like, why are you even in it? I think settling happens in a relationship as a normal process. You get frustrated. This person isn't doing everything that you like. You don't know why you're with them. And then give it six weeks and you guys are back in the fold of things. You've had some conversations. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you just had some great sex. I don't know. The point is, is that I feel like you settle in a long-term relationship anyway. Um, so to think that I'm going to meet somebody who at least has me interested and they're such an amazing and great person, and I'm just not in love with them the way that they're in love with me, but they're willing to take that next step, I don't see me saying no because I'm already amazed by who you are. Obviously, I have to be attracted to you for us to even get to this place, right? And I'll mm-hmm. learn to love you. Just like I will continue to learn to love, you know, anyone else that I'm in a relationship with and I've decided this is where I want to be. I think if I was to find someone that basically checked off my boxes and love was still, like, up in the air, I would be like, and I'm still hanging on tight. (laughs) And then maybe if it doesn't work out, it won't hurt as bad. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think settling is a bad thing. I really do think that. When we think about it, settling happens um, more in a relationship than we would like to give credit to. Hmm. Well, uh, it's still a no for me. (laughs) (laughs) Valid. She was like, that's cool and everything, but... Right. About that. (laughs) All right. So here's a study on settling. The Daily Beast uh, did an article. It was a study done by Helen Fisher in in conjunction with Match.com. So here's a couple of things that I pulled. Uh, When it comes to the idea of settling, 31% of men said they would commit to a person they were not in love with as long as she had all the other attributes they were looking for in a mate. Um, Men reported that they fell in love just as often as women were just as likely to believe that marriage is forever and scarcely said that they would prefer to just date a lot of people. Um, So you would think this study is probably a lot of older men, right? That's like, oh, yeah, I'll settle down. But it's actually the opposite. The younger that they went into it, it jumped to 40% of men that said they would prefer to settle if a woman basically hit all their attributes. This is in comparison to 22% of women. So you got like 40% of 20-something men saying, I'm going to settle, I'm okay with settling, and you only got 22% of women that feel the same way. You know, what are your thoughts? I mean, the study just kind of, like, man, they just going to take what they can get. They cool. They're not, they're not too worried. Like, <laughs> like, she got all this other stuff going for her, so, you know, we can work with it. But for me, and maybe it's just like the, I don't know, like the hopeless romantic in me or whatever, like, love is kind of a pretty big thing, like, why are we even doing this if we're not in love with each other? I don't. That just doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. What about you, Diamond? 
Mm-hmm. I agree with Trina. I just, you know, like I said, women have more to offer, so it's in half the time. I, I, I'm not, you know, I feel like this is a different show. Because <laughs> um, as far as a man, they need us, so. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you don't. Uh, hmm. I don't I think, know. <laughs> I think um, for me, I go back to you fall in and out of love with people. So I'm attracted to a lot of things, and I can love a lot of things about somebody and not be in love with them and still feel comfortable saying, I think I'm good here. And that's not to say that I don't want to fall in love with you. I think that falling in love is a process. I think that I think that so for me, like I know Trina said that she doesn't believe dating is exclusive. I tend to date like one person at a time. So um, if I'm dating, that doesn't mean like I'm dedicated specifically to you. So like if tomorrow you're, I'm like no. Uh, I will move on tomorrow as well, but I think that when I start liking a person, I kind of take all my cards off the table, and a lot of people probably say, that's crazy, but I just feel like I will never know if I truly like you for you um, if I have you running a rat race, right? Because now I'm going to have, like, all these different options and, you know, what happens if I choose the wrong one? And I just don't think, like, that's realistic. I think falling in love and finding a person that cares about you and, in my case, cares about my child and um, can provide and in, in, in a lot of ways, not just financially, but provide emotionally and mentally and help build me up and make me a better person and the same thing in return and love me unconditionally, um, show me love unconditionally even when they don't feel like it. I don't think that that requires you to be in love with me, right? That requires for you to be able to stand my presence <laughs> and to care about me. So I think my, and this is, again, like my perspective of wanting to be with somebody solely because I'm in love with you has completely changed. Like I want to, like Diamond, I want to be infatuated with you, which can happen without love. Um, but I want I to fall so. in love with you in in a short process. I mean, in a long hmm. process, and I can be infatuated and know, hey, I I know you're going to be somebody that. I'm going to fall head over heels for and still dedicate myself to the relationship. And then, you know, in other cases, you know, I met somebody that I fell head over heels for and that pretty much wrote its own book. <laughs> um, sometimes I, was, I think yeah. it kind of has to go back to, um, like, what is, like, what do you consider dating? Because, like, all the stuff that you kind of mm-hmm. spoke on, I would think that that's something more than dating. Like, that's like um, a relationship, being exclusive with someone. And I don't consider that to be dating. I feel like when you're you're dating, you're kind of just getting to feel people out. Like, And that's why I say, like, go to the movies, like, go on a coffee date, whatever. Um, 
and that's that initial stage. But if we're talking about, like, exclusive, committed relationship, then that's, like, something completely different. I don't think – see, I define dating as the time between I meet you and we define our relationship. Everything in between that to me is dating because we're not together, right? Like, either one of us can just be like, I don't want to do this, and we're not – Right. In a place where it has to be, a, it's much of a conversation. It's just kind of like, okay, <laughs> right, yeah. right? Like we're I'll still getting that. to know each other. We're, so yeah. to me, I define dating as that. Now, what I'm saying is, is that after meeting you, after talking to you for a couple of days, after being around you for a couple of weeks, I may decide at that point to say, I don't want to date anyone else. I want to see where this goes. That doesn't mean that we're in an exclusive relationship, right? That just means that. I don't want to, I don't want to, I've dated multiple people at the same time. And, of course, this person I just met and I have somebody that I've been dealing with for a couple of weeks and I have somebody that's just kind of in this in-between space that I don't really like that much, but it's cool for me to call him when I have nothing else going on. And it's a lot of juggling that's happening, right? Um, and for me, first of all, I don't remember who, what I spoke to you about, what I spoke to this other person about, I'm not messing around to call you the wrong name. Um, I got to remember who I'm texting. Like, I, I can only, like, you know, we got to communicate via text so I can scroll up and be like, okay, this is this is Brandon. Okay, <laughs> now I understand, <laughs> right? But more importantly, it doesn't give me an opportunity to truly get to know you because my hands are in so many different pots. It's like cooking. If you don't have it down to a science, you're going to burn something if you have all the eyes on. And I've never quite figured that process out, how to date multiple people at the same time. So I tend to say at some point I'll just, like, go ghost on a couple of people (laughs) because I want to see where this goes. So I'm going to just, like, hey, you know, I'm a little busy, and then you just won't hear from me. Just in case this doesn't work out, so then I can pop back in like, hey, what's going on? (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) But that's what I do just because I don't know, I don't always know how to, like, I don't, that's how I date. Like, I just kind of slowly but surely cut other people off and then, let this person come to the forefront. And if it doesn't work out, like, right, no love lost. I'm not emotionally invested. Um, So I can just go back to my, hey, what you doing? You still seeing somebody? You're not? Great. Me neither. So I guess that's kind of like my field of dating. So when I say, like, we can decide – you know, we can be in a relationship or I'm head over heels to this person. I think all of that still happens when you're dating. I think if you get into a relationship with somebody that you're not head over heels for, and I'm not saying that you have to be in love with them, but if you're not even in the process of I'm head over heels for this person, I can see myself loving this person, or I do love them, I don't know if I'm in love with them. Like something, like if you don't have a mashup of the beginning stages of love and the lust mixed together, like I don't know how we're starting this relationship, at least for me. Like, I need to be, like, uplifted by your voice when I hear it in the beginning stages of a relationship. But, you know, that's just me. I thought this study was interesting because I used to think that men didn't settle and women do. Um but I guess it's a, it's a sign of the times, right? Like women can have it all, so they want it all. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This is Things I Can't Drink About. Hey, it's Angelique. Mental health affects so many of us. It may be you, a friend, or a loved one. I wanted to make sure you know how to start to get answers or learn more. The National Institute of Mental Health is a government-run page that has many resources and information. It is updated regularly, so you know you're getting the right information. Go to www.nimh.gov. That's www.nimh.gov. Find answers, get help. All right, so we're back, and we are talking dating and the new age. Um, We just discussed should you settle, defining dating, um, what we we all have different opinions about what dating is and is not. So that's been interesting. So we're going to jump right back into it. Um, We are going to talk about interracial dating. Um, So when I say interracial, of course that means, different races, but I also want to say that just because you are of the same race does not make you the same culture um, at all, and I think, especially when we talk about African-American people, people tend to get confused by that, um, so my child's godmother is a different religion. She has a completely different type of culture. Um, I go to events that I would have never attended had I not been her friend. Um, so her culture and my culture is different. Like, I think if I was dating her, it would be just to jump right into it would be a culture shock because I grew up Southern Baptist. So would you date someone of a different race or of another culture? Why or why not? And we'll go with Diamond first. I have not, but I, I think I may give it a try. It may be hard for me to actually accept a date. I don't know why. I just I guess I have to fill out that person more first, but I would definitely consider it like now in life. Ten years ago it would have been like, absolutely no. But yeah, mm-hmm. I would I would definitely give it a try. <laughs> why would it have been no ten years ago? Like what I guess what changed? I'm older now and like I would, I just wouldn't have felt comfortable, especially like with my family. They are rude, so <laughs> they are like really <laughs> rude. So I would have dated you, but you would have never met anybody in my family. So and I don't. But now I just I don't care. I can care less. Mm-hmm. What about you, Trina? You have a racial preference? Um, no, I'm. Don't I have not ever dated anyone outside of my race? Definitely, like been attracted to and um, had conversations with men outside of my race, but it just it never really went anywhere. So I'm definitely um, an equal opportunity dater, but it just hasn't happened yet. Um, once we kind of get past the surface, just I don't know. I haven't found the right fit. And also, um, you brought up an interesting, interesting thing about like different culture. That would be the one thing that 
I would be concerned about is just the difference in, like, religion because um, that's something important to me. And, you know, finding someone that you click with and that you maybe have chemistry with, but then you have to get deeper and it may not always work. Right. So I, too, am an equal opportunity (laughs) dater. Um, I've been in a long-term relationship with someone of a different race and culture. He was actually Chinese. That was a long-term relationship. That's, like, completely left field. Like, that's, I mean, that was an experience in and of itself. And it wasn't a negative experience. It just was um, different. And I, I was really young. And I think that helped so I couldn't get into this mindset of the only person that could do me right or I could be attracted to was black men. Um, Now, I do have a preference to date black men, and I think that's just a preference. But um, just like when I was dating, you started talking to me, and I liked what you were talking about, and it wasn't – I didn't really matter. Like, I just needed to be able to be okay with it. Um, I've dated Hispanic men and other Asian men, um, a lot of black men. So – and just to find dating when I say that, I just meant, like, going on a date or two or three, Um, maybe dating for a couple of weeks. So I wasn't just out here in these streets. But <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't have an issue with uh, dating. I think when it comes to different cultures and religions, I think that you can be as long as you're with someone who can respect where you're at, right? Like we don't have to be the same religion because I feel like as long as we can respect what defines our religions. So if you need to pray every morning and every afternoon and every night and I could respect that about you and you're not pushing that on me like you need to get down here and pray with me and it's like ah, oh, when you met me I told you <laughs> I go to mm-hmm. church on Sunday afternoon <laughs> I'm not going to sit down here and pray to somebody I ain't never met before like whatever your thing is you know, I don't care if you praise the trees and you just need to go outside and, like, whisper to a tree every day. Like, if that's your thing <laughs> and I can respect okay, it, <laughs> okay. if that is your thing, we can buy a house with a tree in the front yard. Like, whatever it is, like, as long as that, I think okay. that's, like, the, <laughs> I think that's the center of everything. It's, like, respecting again, where somebody is at. And I think that's what people get really, really caught up on is it's it's so different and it's so new and it's so not what I am that I don't know what to do with it when the simple answer is just kind of see what happens. And you might get into this and you might go, I can't. I don't know what this is. This sounds like voodoo and I just don't feel comfortable with it. Um, and that's okay, but if you both can get into a place of being confident in the fact that you can respect each other. Um, And then, you know, if you want children, the idea that, you know, what religion are you going to raise your children in? Um, You know, those are the important conversations that you have to have um, short term, unfortunately, when you get into these situations, instead of just being able to wing it and see, 
but I think that even happens when you're dating someone of the same race. So, I mean, of the same culture, like my child's father, when I met him and, oh, we're both Christians, so we're this, that, and the other, where you're not having the conversation of how Christian are we going to raise our child? Like, <laughs> we're both Baptist, but how Baptist are we going to be, right? Like, that's not the conversation that you have. You just take for granted that you're both Baptist and you move on with your life. Well, when I was pregnant and you're having a conversation with me that says that the Bible says that you own her and what she will or will not do, that's not the Baptist that I grew up with. (laughs) That's not the level of Christianity that I'm on. And so that, I think, one of the benefits about dating a different culture is you can have controversial conversations up front that you just wouldn't be able to get away with when you just take for granted that you guys are on the same page just because you're of the same color or ethnicity. But that's just, you know, my humble opinion. Um, so my question is, do you think that you have a better chance at finding someone if you open the door to interracial dating, whoever, just jump in. Well, I mean, that definitely opens up the spectrum, so I kind of like my odds a little bit. But uh, <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, it really just, I don't know. Let me think on that one. But, yeah, short answer, yes. Yeah. The reason I asked that I don't, question. Oh, go ahead, Diamond. No, I was going to say I don't think it would for me. I will. It would probably make it harder <laughs> for that other person. I'm not sure why, but it probably make it more difficult for them to catch my attention. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, pull some data on whether or not interracial dating, especially nowadays, is going to provide you with a better chance um, of success. So the data that I pulled says that since in 2013, only 6.3% of people that were married were were interracial. That is only up 1% from the 1970s. With that being said, I would like to make sure that we are all, everybody that's listening is on the same page that people are not getting married in record numbers anymore. So I was unable to find, like, cohabitating people and what those statistics look like. Um, So I had to go off of who's married. But according to this, people, there really isn't much success um, or better success and a solid, confirmed relationship just because you date outside of your race, which is kind of disheartening. (laughs) But um, so, yeah, and it looks like, and, you know, what's interesting is when it comes to this, uh, like, what they, the data that they pulled, the least likely people that were going to marry someone of another race, guess. I bet you won't guess right. Just pick a race. Who's least likely Asian. to marry someone of another race? You you said Asians? I said Caucasian. No, they love yeah. women. <laughs> 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 you know, I you would think. <laughs> you would think so. 
But really? um, no, white white people only have seven percent of them were married to someone of another race. Seven percent. We came in second at nineteen percent. Oh wow! So they are not. If they're dating us, they ain't marrying us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then Asians were at 28% and American Indians at 58% um, of marrying mm-hmm. someone of another race, um, which is kind of sad for the American Indians, I, I would think. Like, I think that's kind of sad. Like, they're, like, uh, they're racist. That's a whole other conversation. But, yeah, so <laughs> Asian, American Indians, uh, Asians, and then it's black people at 19 and then white people at 7 so, you know, you might want to get you an Asian man. That's all I'm saying. Is I was on the right page no. this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no. That would definitely be a culture shock for me. <laughs> uh, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. Um, so... Further studies say out of the people um, among blacks, men are more likely than women to intermarry, and Asian people are the exact opposite. So when it comes to who marries outside of their race, white people were strong in their 7%. Men and women came in at 7 They were strong in that 7 <laughs> But 25% of black men who were married married interracially. In 2013, mm-hmm. 12% of black women married someone of another race. So that's like, that's a little bit more than double. They just did a backflip of over us. Huh. Um, not, I don't think anybody's really surprised by this. Uh, and then with the Asian men, they married someone of another race at 16%, and women married someone of, an, of another race at 37%. Okay, ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we are clearly not marrying people of other races. Like, I, 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 all right, so I'm going to say this. It's a podcast, so I can say how I feel. I think as black women, we do ourselves a complete disservice. I hear a lot of black women say, so I think there, there's a difference between I have a preference for dating black men, like, I would like to think that black men are still good and valuable, and and if they love me as a black woman, that makes it even better. But let me be clear that if Thor was knocking on my door and I was a single woman, I would still be happy to be with Thor. What's his name? I don't know what his real name is, but I'm going to go with Thor. (laughs) Okay. Like, I'm not going to discriminate. I'm not about to stop nothing from happening just because he is Caucasian. If he is willing to accept me and all my caramel goodness, I'm willing to accept him and all his Caucasianness. I don't know what the proper term for that is. I don't want to be offensive. So, <laughs> well, you can't really def- – there's a whole other podcast. They try to describe Caucasian people by – food the way that black people are typically described or dark people are typically described. like we're mocha, we're lattes, we're caramel, we're butterscotch. 
like mm-hmm. pick something that you could say about a white person that sounds as sexy. It's offensive. I'm just gonna go ahead before you even try it. So it's Caucasianist. Because <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> I bet you thought of food, but it was it was gonna be offensive. Um, I yeah. think we do ourselves a freaking disservice. Like I, I like I hate. I only date black men. Okay, but you're single. <laughs> How long have you you been single for two years though? So you mean to tell me Bob that was checking you out a couple of weeks ago? You shouldn't talk to him. He's kind of cute. Y'all hey, laugh um, But Bob doesn't get any play. He come down with a fresh coffee every Wednesday. Stands at your desk, talks to you. He go back to his department. And he used the fact that y'all used to work together as an excuse. You better go holler at Bob. He is cute. And he brings you coffee. He even know how you like it. Mm. Just saying. Mm. Okay, Bob. <laughs> um, all right. So when it comes to dating other races, do you think that we as black people, like, have more issues or is different? Uh, Trina, what are your thoughts? Um, so, just like dating in general, not dating in a relation, interracially, just dating in general. In general, um, I don't think we have. I don't think there's really too many differences. Um, I just think men right now in this generation. Um, are not as serious about dating. I don't. I really can't speak to if that's a a race thing. Um, so I don't. I don't really think that there's a difference as far as race. I just think men just like at the beginning um, when you said that like courting doesn't happen anymore. I just think that men just don't get it. So. Mm. So to that I will say, as a woman, we don't always hold men to the standard of courting us either. Valid. I think two-way street, definitely. When a man meets you and every other person didn't require for him to do anything but turn on a movie – and then they went on about their way and didn't hassle him because that's what they're used to when he gets with you, and you say, no, you're going to take me out on a date. I mean, I'm not, Applebee's is wrong, but that might be the best that he has, and he doesn't know what to do after that. So I think as women sometimes we need to teach men and what what it is that we expect, and if they don't want to do it, then just let them go because we settle a lot as well. Um, so, Diamond, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's different for black people when it comes to dating? No, I'm going to, um, no, I don't think it's just black people. I'm going to just agree with Trina as far as this generation. They're all, not all of them, most of them are just like lost. <laughs> I don't know. And I feel like, um, now that I feel like they're lost because I, I don't know. Like like she said, they don't get it. 
I don't know what they're drinking or like what the, what they're watching. They don't have examples. <laughs> like what what it is? It's just ridiculous. But for you're also dealing with I, the, um, what you say. You're also dealing with a generation of men who were pre- predominantly raised by women and didn't really yeah. have a strong male figure to show them the right way. Especially when it comes to, I hate I hate to play into the stereotypes, but facts are facts. Um, you can pull it up in our generation and in the one before us. The one of a whole lot of not the one before us, but the, uh, I guess our generation spans a couple of years. They really want a whole lot of men in the household, right? And then you had men in the households that were emotionally not engaged with their children because that wasn't the expectation at the time. Like, we're in 2017, you're supposed to be just as engaged with your children as a woman is. But at that time, you have men who are not around, and then men who grew up from the generation before them where you're supposed to be the breadwinner, so even when they were home, they weren't home. And I think that helps when we talk about men don't know what to do. Well, who taught them? After a while, I under I completely understand that. But after a while, something has to give. Has to give. Like you know, me and you talk all the time as far as like parenting and stuff like that. We didn't have great examples, but we go forward to make sure our children didn't go what we go through. So it's like, and sometimes it comes to a point like really, you just have to like want more for yourself. And as far as for and whoever you're dealing with, you can't keep blaming mom and daddy forever. That is true. But if all your boys have the same attitude that and y'all and what you're doing is working, are you really going to change your methods? And that goes back to as women, we have to hold men accountable. Yeah, because if um, everybody that they've been with it worked on them, then they're not going to change for you. They're just going to move on to the next person. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I went on a um, a coffee date with a guy that I met online, and he was a complete gentleman. Like, opened doors for me when I got in my car. He opened my car door, got in my car door, closed my car door. Like, you know, he was a complete gentleman. I had a conversation with one of my friends about it, and she was like, I don't know if I would know how to act. Like, mm. if a man opened my car door or if he held the door open for me. And that spoke volumes because I'm like, like you said, um, we're not holding them to a standard and we're not requiring that men do that so they don't. And, you know, she was acting like it was something that was so far-fetched or so great. And I'm like, this like, this is pretty common. Open the car like, door. You should be, right, like men should do but that. stand at that door. Stand at that door. Just stand there. I bet you he'll open that door for you. Walk in front of him and stand. Walk in front of him and just stand there. Especially when, like, just stand. Steve Harvey, look, I'm not a big Steve Harvey fan when it comes to his advice on dating for my own personal reasons. But I'm not saying that everything that he's saying is wrong, right? And that is definitely one of the things that he said. Stand there. Just stand. Yep. He come pick you up. Just stand there. He will eventually <laughs> say, "What are you doing? I'm waiting for you to open this door for me." Oh, yep. okay. And, and again, he's gonna assess. Then, oh, I have to be different with her. And it's either I have to be different with her. Ain't nobody got time for this, or it's gonna be, oh, I have to be different with her. 
so let me get out this car and come open this door for her. Um, the reason that I asked, do you think it's different, is I did some research on online dating with, again, Match.com. And when it comes to us as black women, um, apparently we are the least likely to get a response by race. So a dating expert said, and I quote, if you are a black woman on Match.com and you're not going to initiate contact, then you are not going to date. That's just the reality, um, which is kind of disheartening. Um, but they have a chart of reply rates. So a woman sends out uh, a message, whether that's hi, hello, I like your shoulders, I don't know. She sends out the first contact. Um, and then oh, they track. I like your shoulders. They track um, how many times or what the reply rate is. So I'm gonna just give you throw out some numbers. So let's say a black female wrote a black male, and um, let's see, a white female wrote a black male. What do you think those percentages are that that black male wrote back? 20, 20, 30%. And is that for the black woman or the white woman? So for the black, well, the white white woman. And what's the number for the black woman? 10. Like 10, 15%. <laughs> It's, it's pretty much it's pretty much up there though. It's pretty much just kind of the same. So if a black female wrote a black male, she got a reply rate thirty seven percent of the time. If a white female mm-hmm. wrote a black male, she got a reply rate fifty one percent of the time. Mhm. So we would have to send out three messages to a black man before one of them writes us back. A white woman has to send out two, and then one of them will write her back. And that may not seem mm-hmm. like a big deal when we're just putting it out as, okay, two compared to three. But you think about how many profiles you go through when you're dating, how many times you're going to hit a wink or a flirt or, hey, how are you doing? I like your profile. That adds up to the fact that we're not going to get responded. And that's not just with black men. We're in red across the board. So, if we were to write a white male, he only responds 32%. Um, as compared to a Middle Eastern female writing him, 47% of the time he's going to respond, right? The average for a black female is 34.3%. We are the lowest to get a response rate. The, uh, the next lowest, everyone else is in their 40s. So we're looking at 42% of people will respond to a Native American female. Right, but we're still at 34%. So the quote of, if you are not going to basically work your ass off to date online, you're just not going to get get anybody to date you. And I just want to define that you can find somebody to date you online. You can find somebody to suck your toes. That was a profile picture. This man apparently had a foot fetish. He sent me a comment, and he had toes in his mouth. I guess he wanted to put that up front and be honest in the profile picture. You can find somebody to do whatever it is that you want to do to them. But when we're talking about someone of quality, right, because you're actually looking to be with somebody, these are the types of numbers 
that bother me. People pay to go on Match.com. And while, yeah, of course, you're going to have some people that want to hook up, but people pay to go on Match.com. And the best that you can do for me is say, I have the lowest chance of me finding someone on your site, and this isn't just Match.com. You can pull up statistics from every other site. We are considered the least attractive even in responses of who do you find attractive, and they give women of the same body type and different colors, like we are less likely to be picked as the most attractive. Um, That's hurtful to me. I don't know how anyone else felt about what I just put out, but it's hurtful because I think I'm a pretty beautiful person inside Mm -hmm. and out. Um, so before we close out, um, I want to ask, Donna, do you have any last thoughts on our topic, anything that you want to clarify, get off your chest? No, I'm still just making it clear that I am not going to settle. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that'll be all. <laughs> what about you, Trina? Um, I would say that dating is just just rough out here in these streets, but um, there are good people out there, and you can find them online or otherwise. Um, it really just depends on how much effort you're going to put into it. I feel that a lot of people, and just specifically with online dating, um, People think that it's it's just easy, and it, it definitely isn't. Like, you're going to have to work at it. Um, so if you're not ready to put in the work, then you probably shouldn't really be trying to be out here and be dating. And that's just also dating in general. Relationships in general take work. Yes, they do. All right, so my last thoughts are, are as follows. Number one, I think that if you're going to start dating again, you should use all of your resources. Um, Times have changed. Times are always evolving and changing. Um, I think that you should be very clear in the beginning of what, how you want to be dated and what your expectations are from another person um, and hold them to that because what someone won't do, the next person will. I think that if you decide to settle, please do it with somebody that makes you happy. Don't just settle with Joe Blow because you need somebody in your bed because it's not going to work out. You're never going to fall in love with them. Um, But most importantly, especially as a black woman, please love yourself because clearly nobody else out here in these streets is loving you. Um, I'm joking. I'm just joking. That was that was a <laughs> that was just a joke. <laughs> um, but I think you know, based on another show, I think we do a great job of empowering ourselves. We have a very high rate of self-esteem, even when we are overweight. So that was definitely a joke. I think though that we should continue to not be defined by other people's standards. Um, and not, I, I will ask that all of us 
continue to not play into the stereotype that is being portrayed on us on TV. And what happens is when you meet people and they, they don't know black people on a real, other than a surface level, they get very surprised even when you're dating when you are not what they see on television. And that usually works in your favor. So um, I just say, you know, date with good intentions and don't fall in love with every guy that you meet. So you're going to end up with your feelings hurt <laughs> every time. Yeah. Um, so we'll be back in two weeks, and um, I'm not sure what the topic is going to be, but um, we'll be back in two weeks. Please, if you like the show, like us on iTunes, share it. Go to our Facebook page and our Instagram account. It's things I can't drink about on both of them. Um, follow us on iTunes. Uh, share it on Facebook. Um, all of those great things to support the show. All right, so this is Things I Can't Drink About. I'll see you back in two weeks. Take on 2017 in a new Nissan with available intelligent safety shield technologies and outstanding fuel efficiency. Get to Nissan's Take on 2017 event and save today. Shop ChooseNissan.com. Take on 2017 in a new Nissan with available Intelligent Safety Shield technologies and outstanding fuel efficiency. Get to Nissan's Take on 2017 event and save today. Shop ChooseNissan.com.